0: So read the title of the bab first, then say, Because most of the old books, I don't know about this book in particular, but most of the old books, the names of the Abu'ab are actually part of, they're like made later. The separation and the names, like Sahih Muslim. Nau is the one who, who separates the chapters and gives them names. This is the same thing, and it's in old books and in relatively recent ones also, you know, Hayatul Sahaba, I, I, I've I been told, Wallahu A'lam, that Habib Omar's father is the one who gave the uh, titles of the abwab to it because Malana Yusuf taala gave him a copy to look over and he asked him to do that, so he gave the names of the abwab. So
1: anyway, go on. فَعَلَيْهِ أَن يَتَأَهَّبَ لِذَٰلِكَ in wajba
0: okay, so this is this is again uh, what's uh, 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 Ibn Abi Zaid's like holistic approach to the Deen. That Fiqh is not like laws in a vacuum. Rather, he says, "The musalli Yunaji Rabbahu." The musalli is is going to speak uh, to the Lord, and here unaji munajat is uh, the hadith, like the hadith al uns right? Munada is like to call, call, yell at someone from far away Like a lecture right? Munaja is to come and say something close Like you say to your loved ones uh, So the Musalli is going to uh, come and speak the, the, the speech of intimacy with his Lord So he should prepare for that With uh, either Wudu or Ghusul Tuhur here is it's, it's the same was of Ghusul And it's the same meaning as Ghusul as well That uh, he should prepare for that Now it may not look like it may not look like much but essentially this is the right because the, the, there's a interplay between the the legal ruling and between the aqidah the conception of that of that act and then the spiritual reality of that act so if you don't understand the spiritual reality you don't understand the sufik aspect of it then the the rules of tahara are burdensome and there's no point in learning them uh, whereas uh, uh, here He's explaining like that if you want that munajah to happen, there's a protocol, there's an adab for, for for how it needs to happen, right? Who here has been, who here is married, right? So you're not like a slob, right? The first time, the first time you, you know, it's pretty sweet. You're like Masha'Allah, we like Sayyid Khadana, Masha'Allah. So you're not, you know, like in high school, you're not like, you know, uh, opening your mouth in places it shouldn't be open, right? So it's the first time you, you you're gonna like be close to your wife, you brush your teeth, you put on itter, you know what I mean? why? Because that would be horrible if you come near the first time you get to like talk to a girl and like she's like home, like taken aback, even if she's being polite about it, you know uh, and, and unfortunately, many many brothers, not all of them, not most of them, but some of them don't have that much common sense. So for those of you who haven't had this Saadat yet, take note, clean yourself. Uh, and and look good, look nice, smell nice, do all of those things. If you can't look nice, some of us have, some of us are more fortunate in that department than others. At least try to smell nice, be clean, etc. Right? So that's 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 what this is. You don't want to present yourself in front of the Lord in a way that's in a way that's not that you come with a, with good expectations, but like you present yourself in front of the Lord in a way that's not pleasing to Him. Another part of this is what is it the salat is the greatest the greatest means to attaining uh, 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 the barakat from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right salat also one of its meanings is prayer one of its meanings is blessings and barakat what does it mean sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allah ta'ala sends blessings in, uh, upon him uh, uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allah ta'ala sends blessings on the believers when they pray you have to be in a certain you have to be in a certain mode in order to receive them It's like somebody, you know, like the gas can. The lid is still on the 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 gas tank for the car. The lid is not is still on it, and someone sees other people filling gas in their car. So with the lid still on, he just pulls the, the nozzle and he's spilling gas all over the place. None of it's getting into the tank. Why? It's not it's not ready to accept the what's being pumped into it. So if you don't have wudu, you can pray. And there's inevitably someone from amongst the imams who justified whatever shortcut you took. And, uh, you know, or some ignorant person who claimed you as an imam and you trusted him because you're pious people and you trust everything everyone says. Malik also says this. He says that some people are so pious that if they raised their hands to the heavens and uh, prayed for rain, I have no doubt that it would start raining immediately. But I don't narrate their hadith because they don't know what they're talking about. Meaning what? Certain types of pious people, they imagine that everybody's telling the truth because they always tell the truth themselves. It's like li- being a liar is not within their... So, many people in our community are like, our community is filled with pious idiots. Uh, and this is not, I mean, this is like, it's bad in some ways, it's very frustrating, like politically, it's very frustrating. However, but there's khair in it, right? The Rasul sallam himself described the Mu'min as al-ghirun kareem, that ghirun that he is, he is like gullible and he's generous. If you ask him for, you know, if you have 10 bucks and you ask him for 10 he'll give you all, he'll give you everything he has. And you ask him tomorrow, he'll give it to you again. Uh, that's, that's the quality of the believer. Uh, uh, so, I mean, you're, you're not going to avoid that, but the point is, is that sometimes somebody fools you. So what will happen? You're not going to get the Barakat. Legally, you'll be off the hook. If you really trusted, someone knows what they're talking about, even though they're blowing smoke from somewhere. Legally, you'll be off the hook, but you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the, uh, you're not, you because you didn't prepare, you didn't make the Ahub. You didn't prepare for that that munaja with the the Lord Jalla The Barakat will f- like w- roll off you like you're wearing like uh you know like it's raining and you're wearing a a jacket or something it's not gonna touch you like you're go- Gore Texed up it's not gonna it's not gonna touch you uh, uh, so the, the believer has to prepare for it uh, inwardly as well but outwardly as well in order to receive the inward blessings they have to outwardly uh, prepare for it so go ahead. Okay, so the 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 that that Wudu or طهر or tohar meaning what Ghusl has to be with pure water that's uh, not mixed with najasa with with ritual impurity. Yeah, ولا بما قد تغير Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, 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 so it cannot
0: that water cannot be first mixed admixed with anything, uh, not just ritually impure nor can it be admixed with anything that is ritually pure that will alter one of three one of three uh, uh, attributes of the water the smell the taste or the color uh, of the water so even then that that rule has exceptions which is what the the naturally occurring things that alter the the, the taste smell or color of the water so for example, if you look into the ocean, right? And we're not in the Caribbean, right? If, well, we're not anywhere near any ocean for that matter. But like, if you look into the lake, right? Is it going to be like crystal clear, blue straight to the bottom no. where you can go swimming with the dolphins? No, there's like an Asian carp is going to like jump out of the water and knock you out, right? Uh, um, yeah, true, true story. So, so obviously the, the color has changed. Even the taste has changed. The the, the water from the lake is like somewhere halfway between what I consider fresh water and ocean water. It is a very saline, it's like more to the side of salinity from drinkable water, right? Um, However, those things are excused, why? For the purposes of Tahara, because they're the natural, they're the natural condition of water. Uh, Salt marshes, uh, 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 muddy springs, Right? These things, these are excused. So, for example, in Mauritania, there are a number of wells. Some of the wells are crystal clear. The water is horrible. It's very salty and brackish. Some of the wells are like, it's like really murky, but the water tastes wonderful. So these are two examples of what? One, the first example is uh, the alteration in the taste. And the second is an example in the alteration of the color of the water. But they're excused, right? Ocean water, it's excused. Have you had, and has anyone collected rainwater before in a cup? Is it like crystal clear? Huh? Is it crystal clear? Oh, I don't even know. You don't know. Does anyone clear. remember? It wasn't clear though. No, it's like murky, right? It wasn't yeah, clear. it was. It's murky. That's how. That's how. That's how rain droplets fall. Oftentimes, is that the water will condense around some sort of impurity, right? So, but that's excused. That's excused. That 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 change in the taste, uh, smell, or uh, attribute. Or sorry, uh, taste, smell, or color of the water is excused. What's well, not excused? The water with soap, and oil? soap, right? Oil? Well, oil is not going to mix with the water. You can flick the oil off the top, but like yeah, soap. That's an example. Right? Orange juice, uh, 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 things like that. Those are those are you cannot make w- wudu from orange juice. Even you know you cannot mix water half and half with orange juice and say like I'm making citrus wudu. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Right. So he says the ماء السماء, the water that comes from the heavens. This is a, for for those of you who are like, in like like whatever ancient Semitic studies, the expression ماء السماء is very interesting, and we're not going to talk about it right now because we have to talk about. But anyway, go on. And then the ماء العيون, the water of springs. Right. Anyone here been to uh, Yellowstone? Oftentimes the water in springs has a horrible smell because it's sulfur. it's good for you too. You bathe in it it like it clears up a lot of skin issues or whatever. but uh, so yeah that's but that's excused because it's naturally it's, it's naturally the, the state the water comes out from. The water of wells which we spoke about, the water of the sea right? he says uh, so he says that it's it's, it's pure, it's clean and it, 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 you can make wudu from it. Yeah.
1: Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so he says uh, as
0: for as for the water that is that has the admixture of something that is ritually pure like orange juice or soap or whatever, uh, um, that water is Pure and clean, but it, it, it you cannot make wudu from it, uh, uh, and you cannot. He talks about you can't like wash najasat off with it. You can't wash ritual impurity off with it. There's a difference of opinion about this. The 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 the, the, the when najasa comes onto something, the point is that you just get rid of it. It doesn't require. it itself is not it's just you have to get get rid of it it itself doesn't it's not a ritual process to getting rid of najasa from things so um, so so you can you can you can use something other than water in order to do that but uh, anyway go on yeah so he says that he says the water that has najasat in it the, the water that has uh, uh, impurity in it um, it is neither uh, purifying nor is it pure in and of itself um, and, and he says that even a little bit of najasa uh, in 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 uh, in a small amount of water here little bit of najasa is anything that you 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 can like detect Uh, as small as that may be and a little bit of water is like something other than like a really like large container of water um and what is a large container of water then there's differences of opinion regarding what that means this is a small amount of najasa will will make a a a a small amount of water uh uh neither pure nor purifying this is not the madhab the madhab is what is that a small amount of najasa if it comes into a small amount of water like less than a lake or whatever um, it will not make that water not just until and unless it alters one of the three uh, one of the three uh, attributes of it its color taste or sm- or smell so theoretically if someone puts like you know I don't know, a drop of urine in like a like whatever uh, you know 20 gallons of water the water is still and it's still mutahir, it's not considered najis and it's still, you can make wudu from it. But it's, the hukum is makruhun ma' wujudil ghayr. That if you have an alternative, it's makruh to use that water. You shouldn't use it because a, there's there's a couple of issues. One is that the other Imams all said that it's... The, the other Imams... I shouldn't say all of them, but the preponderant majority opinion is the same as the one Ibn Abi Zayd takes, which is that they say that that small amount of Najasat will make it all Najas as well. And, and another reason is that a person should have a natural Karaha from it because they know that that, that, that najasa is in there somewhere. But in an Usuli sense, Malik didn't consider it to be... He didn't consider it to be... Enough to make it nudges. So we we have these issues. Like for example, like like I'm not a Shafi'i Faqih. You can go uh, uh, um, verify this from one of the Qurayshi brothers or one of your Shafi'i friends and relatives that you have on your five favorite phone numbers list or whatever, right? So, but my understanding of the Shafi'i school, for example, and someone touches something nudges and then they 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 dunk that hand in or dunk that hand in water. And then, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, that wet hand, they touch the doorknob with it. And then, like, two weeks later, someone else touches that the d- doorknob with a wet hand. Then their hand becomes a an najas, and then whatever else they touch becomes a an najas, and it's like this infinite, like, unending chain of, like, ten G's basically, right? So that's, like, another, another ex- like, extreme, if you will. So Malik Malik didn't consider that to happen. He says that there has to be some sort of detectable trace of of that najasa in order to render... It, with the hukam, otherwise the entire world is nudges if you just pay attention closely enough. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, and so, the, 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 by the way, the i'tibar the, the, the of khilaf, heeding dissent in opinions, I mean, it's, a, it's, an important, it's an important thing for a person's taqwa. It's itself not a replacement for the law, but it is a, it is a consideration at any rate. So for that reason, people should be more careful about the way they use the bathroom and the way they, they segregate, you know, like whatever. Some people will have like slippers in their, in their, in their bathroom that, that are separate than the ones that they use outside or they'll separate uh, the place where they make wudu from the place where they, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever, defecate and urinate and things like that. The reason for that is what is because of a, a desire for this not to happen. For, for this not to happen, this is why you know, old school masjid. The bathrooms, bathroom A is not part of the masjid, and B is not even in the same building as the masjid. Usually, anyone, you guys been to Masjid Fatih, right? Yeah. Right. The bathrooms are they're literally a separate building, uh, for that reason, uh, and they built that masjid I think in a time that there weren't so many purpose built masjids in America, so they built them like they build them in the Muslim world. Like if you're gonna to go to like the master of the prophet وسلم, it's not like the bathroom is gonna be part of the building. You have to like exit and then go down, and just some like sub basement or whatever, uh, and even that's kind of like a modern thing.
1: Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So he says that
0: using a small amount of water while making uh, uh, like making your wudu properly with control and with with in a correct way like fully and completely is uh uh, uh better uh, uh 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 is is not better it's sunnah and it is and uh, sarf, is, sarf is israf is like uh, is is, is, is uh, it's excessive and it's haram and it's a bid'ah um and so what is what is the masnoon amount of water more than that of which is becomes a bid'ah? It's a mud. So the mud is the volumetric measure of the two mubarak cupped hands of Rasulullah. وسلم, and it's a lot less water than most of us use. Um and uh, uh this is not just Ibn Abi Zayd like saying this, rather there is uh, a hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu himself uh, 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 himself uh, uh, does not condone using using an excessive amount of water in wudu. The most famous of which is uh, the you know the question came up that is there such a thing as wasting water in wudu? The idea is that if water making wudu is an act of worship, then perhaps the more water you use, the better. Like sadaqah, the more you give, the better. And so the Prophet corrected that notion by saying uh, uh, that that yes, no, using too much water in wudu is waste. Uh, Even if you're making wudu from a running river, meaning that it's there's like a potentially endless supply of water, still don't use more than what is necessary. And uh, there's a hadith in Tirmizi uh, in which the Prophet actually mentions and describes using too much water being a source of waswasa in the prayer. And so how are we gonna deal with that? We're gonna deal with it by, uh, you know, I guess the easiest thing to do is to just make the flow of water slow. Make a very small drip of water that comes out. It takes a little bit more time and you actually have to like rub the limbs with the water in order for the water to get in. But that's that's how you're going to be. It's very possible. People oftentimes they're like, "Well, it's impossible to make like wooloo we'll from this much water." It's possible to make like two, three wools from that much water. Just pour the water slowly and rub the, rub the the, the, the water on the limbs, and uh, you can, you can do it. You can do it. The old way people used to make wudu is that they would fill a container and then make wudu from that container. The good thing about that is you can visually assess how much water you've you've used and things like that. Or people would pour wudu for one another from different uh, from different containers. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that before, but if you have like a like a pitcher or something like that and you pour the water for somebody else to make wudu, Sayyidina Abdullah bin radiallahu ta'ala Anhu used to be the one who poured the wudu water of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is a beautiful, it's a beautiful uh, uh, tradition, practice. Unfortunately, we've murdered it, we've killed it, it's dead. I don't even know how you're going to do that nowadays. If you try doing it here, you're just going to make a big mess. So, I don't know, when one of you guys become like some sort of big baller, you know, like you become like the whatever executive administrator of the next like Muslim country bombing to the ground or whatever with your PhD in milk, Uh, uh, you know, then maybe you can build a mustard or something like that to try to... Can dig yourself out of your grave in the Akhirah and uh we can have some sort of way to <laughs> way to like pour w- the water for each other afterward. I don't know. But uh uh you know, for now what do, what are we gonna do? Right. Go ahead. So he, by the way he used the word ghassal. What is the difference between ghassal and husal? Hustle is ghusl just like washing. Yeah, ghasal means washing and what does hustl mean? Hussel is the, the ritual act. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ritual of bath. I mean, in the context of Fiqh, in, in normal speech, it means a bath, but غسل means to wash
1: something. Go ahead. So, so
0: yani his, his ghusl, sallallahu alayhi was from a sa, which is for amdad. So it's like like a leader like and some change. So again, not a whole lot of water, but if you make ghusl the way he's going to describe the ghusl afterward, you can do it. It's good. In fact, this is one of the fun things, you know, like fun fact, right? Because it's cold outside. Uh, fun fact is that if you want to not be cold during the day, this is not like a fiqh issue, so... You can take it or leave it, but uh, if you wanna, uh, um, you know, if you wanna not be cold, finish your shower with not freezing cold water, but like cooler water, because it will like it will give like your skin like the signal that you should like seal up, tighten up, ready for the cold, rather than your pores be open and blast blast all your heat out right away, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, um, one of the things, if you ever have to shower with cold water, which all of all of everyone has to shower with cold water at some point or another. Uh, if you ever have to shower with cold water, how do you do it? Okay. I'll give you a tip because I've taken many cold showers and not for the reasons you guys take them, but for, uh, 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 for like just the reason of like not having facility because you go to weird places in order to read books like this. Right. So what you do is you dip your hand in the water and like just rub it on your body. And what does it do? It The places that the get wet with that. They will be like, they'll ready themselves for the, the blast of cold that's about to come. Then you can turn the shower on, shower and water as cold as you want to. You'll be fine. Um, and so the same thing with a whistle. If you have like a bottle of water, even if it's cold, right? Take, fill, instead of pouring the bottle straight on your head, pour a little bit on your, in your hand. And, and just let it come down on your head. And then as it drips down your body, just wipe it. And then afterward, you can pour the rest of it. And it will, it's not going to, cold is not going to like harm you. It's not going to affect you as much um there is like a number of issues here that are not fiqh related but like have to do with the weak state of the ummah, the fact that young men you know will be like i don't want to do this because i have to take a cold shower uh um you know there's a lot of things in the ummah that need to get done and if uh you can't do so that's like the like your we're like doa on the first chapter of like fiqh right and imagine the rest of them what are we going to do about it but anyway go on (inaudible) (inaudible) (inaudible)
1: i <inaudible> 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 okay
0: so uh uh um yeah he talks about the khair, he's yeah okay look at that we'll, we'll talk about that later the, um, the the difference between the kufan and the meni Biometric measures. Go
1: ahead. What what the Haratul Okay, so
0: he'll mention two things. There's there's more there's more detail to the ahkam of these things than we're gonna mention right now. But like as quick as a quick, uh, uh, um, I guess, introduction to them. Um, the buqaah the is the area, the place you're gonna pray in, right? And then the, uh, 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 was the second, the thawb is the, the cloth that you pray in, the clothing that you pray in. They also, they have to be clean. They have to be free of, of ritual impurity. But their freedom of ritual impurity is conditioned on a an ability to clean them and B. like the 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 knowledge of of what their state status is so if a person is for example like caged in a cage and they're stripped naked and they have no access to clothes to cover themselves uh, uh, um, then. Well, even though I guess he doesn't mention the clothing itself, right, uh, then there's, then the, the prayer is accepted without, without the clothing, whereas it wouldn't be accepted without clothing your nakedness. What he mentions is like, for example, if a person is caged in a place where it's ritually impure, right, there's najasat spread in it, there's nowhere else to pray. Then that's forgiven because they can't do anything about it. Or the only clothing that they have has some sort of najasat that they cannot get rid of. Um, and there's no other alternative, then that's forgiven. Why? Because there's no ability to do anything. Right? So that's Al qudra And then the other the other the other condition of, of those things being condition of the validity of the prayer is a vicar. You have to know that there's something there. So for example, if a person prayed and there was something, some nudges there, or there was in the clothing, or there's some nudges in the place that they were praying, and they were unaware of it. Uh, um, then then the prayer is, you know, retroactively, you know, it's not invalid. If they had known that that was there, then it would have been, and, and they were able to do something about it, it, would have invalidated it. But if they didn't know or they were unable to do something about it or both, then then those conditions are also conditioned on, on dhikr and qadra. There's more detail to it than that, but this is like the real simple, simple way of going through it. So, for example... Uh, a person sees like, there's like a big stain of blood inside of their clothes. But they see it way after the Salat. After the Salat time is over or whatever. A, you don't know, did it come from before or after? Oftentimes you have an idea, it probably was there from before. The fact that you didn't know for sure, itself means that that condition was waived. Things like that are usually, they're usually mustahabul al fil-waqt. That if this Mukhtar time of the prayer is still in... It is, it is customarily uh, uh, recommended to repeat that prayer while you're inside the prayer time. Once the prayer time is gone, even the recommendation to
1: repeat it goes away. <laughs> وَالْمَحْجَزَةِ وَالْمَقْبَرَةِ وَكَنَائِسِهِمْ
0: Okay, so he mentions now certain places where a person shouldn't pray. So the first one he mentions is the ma'atini al the pen in which the camels are kept. Um, it's makru to pray there just because there's so much roth, there's so much animal waste. Uh, now the animal, the waste of an animal, the excrement and urine of an animal that is edible, is actually Tahir in the madhab. It's not. It's not nudges. but it's still makruh to pray because it's disgusting. It's makruh to pray there, meaning if you're a camel herder, which I don't think any of you are. No, okay. Uh, uh, this guy, he's like his sense of usual bright and effervescent sense of humor is somewhat, somewhat down today, as if uh, a person of like a different gender. Like spat in his like dreams or something like that. I don't know. Inshallah, we'll talk about it later, or maybe we won't. You know. Uh, um, at any rate, so the 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 idea is that uh, that yeah, just don't pray there because this is gross, right? So you know how I learned that the the hukam is is that they're they're tahered. As when I was in Mauritania, we went to go visit one of the mashaykh, the Sheikh Muhammad Hassan Wad Ahmed Al Khadim. He is a commentator. He is the commentator on uh, on all of the Muhammad Mulud books. Muhammad Mawlud is like one of the, like prolific, like early 1800s, late 1700s, like Mauritanian Mashaikh. He's the one who wrote the uh, Matarat al-Qulub, the purification of the heart, which is very famous now, and a number of other books. He wrote al-Kafaf. It's a, a book in verse in Maliki fiqh, which is even longer and more like richly detailed than the mukhtasar Khalil. The Mauritanians enjoy it because it's in verse, so they memorize All of his four thousand some odd lines. Um, anyway, so he was like, he was pretty, he was pretty smart guy and pretty spiritual guy to summarize, like, in a way that I think people today probably can't conceive of. So we went to visit the sheikh, who is one of his uh, descendant of his house, and uh, also uh, he's a commentator on his whatever great granduncles books. So on the way there, uh, what happens in Mauritania? Um, if you can't get the Uber uh, Black, then you travel uh, in, the, in the, the choice conveyance of the locals, which is a Toyota Hilux, it's a Toyota Tacoma, in which there's like, like 10 people sitting in like the six seats inside. And uh, um, then the rest of the, what they do, they fill the back of the bed of the truck with stuff and then they'll put like a, a, a rope net on top of it, and you just sit on top of the rope net, and that there's no limit, sky's the limit, however many people you cram in there, right? So, so I was like literally hanging off the back corner for my life, I didn't wanna go, the brother who was going with me, he's like it's gonna be like an hour till the next car goes, and like just suck it up, it's not that long of a ride, so I'm like hanging on for dear life, and next to me, uh, there was a burlap sack that was tied to the side of the, the, the bed of the truck, and actually hanging out the side of the the pickup truck and there's a, a hole and out the hole the head, is the head of a goat there's a goat in that burlap sack just chilling on the side so what happens uh, we're you know so it's me hanging off the corner and then there's like a goat next to me and uh we're 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 driving and we're going to we're going to Tigint which is the 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 city off the road from which it's like whatever like a 3 mile walk to the Mahdar of the Sheikh uh so like an hour into the ride to Tigin from Nwakshat, um it's like it starts to rain. Then I realize it's not raining. It's just the goat is taking a piss, and it's getting all over my face and in my eyes and you know, and my and my clothes and. And Mauritania is not a place that has a lot of water. You know that you're gonna be like, oh look, I'll just throw it, toss it in the washing machine. There's no washing machine. There's no water. There's, it's just Mauritania, right? So when you get pissed on, it's like. That's kind of your bad, you know, your your problem at that point. So I started banging the side of the banging the side of the, the truck, and the guy actually pulls over, and he's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I go, "Your goat is taking a piss," and so he started laughing, the driver, and he goes, "Well, it's done now. <laughs> you know, like it's not gonna piss again. So what are you gonna do? Let's just keep driving." So he keeps driving, and then. uh 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 you know, like after like 45 minutes, same thing happens again. So I start banging the side of the truck, and he just rolls the window down. He's like, okay, he pissed twice, not gonna piss again a third time. And then it takes, you know, like after like half an hour, it takes piss a third time, and I bang the side of the truck, and he just laughs. He doesn't even roll his window down, he's just laughing at this point. So uh, I have my like white, white darah, and uh, 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 uh. uh we're walking you know in the in the desert and like every place we stop i ask does anyone have water nobody has water it's it's sahara right so uh uh, they're like why do you want why do you want water i go 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 go, go pissed on me and they all laughed and they said they said they said Hamza, Uh, it's a no don't worry hamza the, the the urine of an edible animal is 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 ritually pure which is little little consolation to me but that's how ilmas learned. You never forget that after that, right? That's how <laughs> ilm is learned. You guys have to drive from Hyde Park or from Midway or whatever. That's not like you know you'll eh, yawn, You'll forget everything you learned today tomorrow. But I'll never forget that. Yeah. So the 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 al ibil is makruh just because it's like not a clean place. You shouldn't pray there, even though it's not it's not najis. But it's still you shouldn't pray there because it's gross. Uh, the mahajat al tariq. Uh, the middle of the, the the pathway that you know people come and go on, like the middle of the street. Why? Because animals come and go. They urinate. They defecate. People are animals too. They urinate and defecate. Unless, unlike goats, their urine and feces are are like pretty squarely uh, impure you know people people it's so funny like the whole Arab world is like awesome in this way right I say Arab world because in the non-Arab world it happens too but like it's just different it's not in Arabic though so it's not as fun so there's a there's a, a you know like you'll see like a wall that has big like letters written it says it will say like it's it, it, it permissible to urinate on this wall and, like, there'll be, like, three or four people taking a piss underneath <laughs> those letters. You know, you just gotta... In Mauritania, that's, that's, like, all day. That's all day. They actually did this, you know, they did this uh, in, in a different country. I think in Bangladesh, they mm-hmm. did this. They would write Mamlu al-Balhuna, even though Nubun, ba- ba- Bengalis in general don't speak Arabic. Why? Just because because people would think that it's the like Quran or something like that, so they wouldn't urinate <laughs> on the wall. So it works in the non-Arab countries, in the Arab countries, they know better, so, uh, you know, so... So yeah, so that's for that that reason. That's one of the reasons that the mahajat al-tariq is is makruh to pray. It's obviously haram if you know for sure that that place has najasa in it. Then it's invalid. And if you know for sure that it's not, then the karaha is lessened, but it's still there. Why? Because you're obstructing the path. Obstructing the path in which people come and go is makruh. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi disliked it. It's not a good thing to do. It's not a good thing to do when you're in the airport. When you're in, uh, uh, you know, when you're driving, you should be considerate about the path. You should give way to people and not obstruct the flow of, of traffic uh, a, 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 as much as is possible. وَظَهْرَ بَيْتِ al Haram, It is invalid to pray on the top of the Kaaba Because you're commanded to face the Qibla. And so uh, you cannot do it from inside the Kaaba or on top of the Kaaba. Because the Prophet prayed inside of the Kaaba, uh, uh, because of that, the ulama say that it's permissible to pray nawafil inside. But he never prayed the farḍ prayer inside the Kaaba either. And because there's a shubha as, as to whether you're facing the qibla properly, uh, as well, the Maliki mashaykh considered invalid to pray farth prayer from inside the Kaaba, and they considered invalid to pray any prayer from atop of the Kaaba. <coughs> uh now uh, uh, uh someone might say this is an irrelevant masada because which of us will ever get to pray inside of the kaaba right is it, you, you were, were you thinking that were you thinking that no not, you. will you ever will you ever pray inside of the kaaba maybe one day you'll
1: be a leader so. <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> there's
0: a, there's there's a e- easier way than becoming a leader there's easier way than even when they're cleaning it. The Hatim, the semicircular wall that borders the northwest side of the Kaaba, that 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 area, not all of it, but much of it, is technically within the boundaries of the Kaaba. This is why they actually the guards will force everybody out of that place during the time of the Salat, not because they're jerks. Uh, there are a lot of things people interpret them as doing as them doing jerks, whereas really they're necessary things that have to happen, um, and some of them might be I don't know, but like you know, uh, a, a person shouldn't go in a bad attitude. You know, not everybody, not everybody in Saudi Arabia is like, whatever the the crown prince, and not every one of us is Jamal Khashoggi. You know, there are certain reasonable things that they do and that we do. Just as a matter of rational necessity, I'm not defending or offending or whatever. I'm just saying that, you know, not everything they do is wrong. So that's one of the things they'll push everybody out. Nobody wants to listen to orders ever. So they'll push everybody out of it, out of it for this reason, because the ulama not consider it valid to pray your father prayer inside of the Kaaba. In that area, most of it is inside of the Kaaba. So whoever wishes to pray, uh, whoever wishes to pray uh, two raqahs inside of the Kaaba, let them go and wait their turn to pray inside of the Hatim because the kaaba is not bricks these bricks are not we're not there you know these bricks that are there are not the ones that were put up by Sayyidina ibrahim alayhisalam the building of the kaaba has been destroyed and remade again and again uh, mostly through natural disaster flooding and things like that they had to rebuild it again and again and again but the kaaba is is like a it, it's it's a place uh, and so the what's inside of that semicircular wall is part of that part of that place so we have actually there is one of the brothers one of the mashayikh i went went to Hajwith, he mentioned, he said, I have an ustad who says four times I've prayed in the inside of the hatim, And I've made Khatam of the Quran in two raka'as By Allah's fadl I was like, wow, that sounds pretty like G, you know And uh, he goes, I go, is he still alive? He goes, yeah So he says his name is Mufti Muslihuddin He's one of the senior asatizah in the, the in Dewsbury So I thought this guy's gonna be some like G, like, you know, like 25 gallon turban, like you know, big, big shot, like you know, like dude. And then when I met him, he's 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 maybe like the size of Omar. He's not like a he's not like a big imposing guy. And he's like he's like well, Omar's a little hardcore, you know. He hardcore, you know. That the, the <laughs> sheikh Musa Hadini is like soft, like ice cream, like you know, like one of the sweetest people I met. Like I thought this guy I'm gonna like you know tremble in fear, you know, like when I see him, but like. He was he was just like I just saw him. I go, this guy looks like ice cream. And strangely enough, then he like insisted he wouldn't let me go without eating ice cream, <laughs> which is one of those weird things, you know. But uh, there are people like that in the ummah as well. But in this, do this in what? In 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 your nawafil. Don't do it. Don't do it in your farz because the Fard is not permissible. They probably won't let you stay inside anyway. But if you ever become a g or whatever and things that like you're actually the big leader or whatever, uh, um. And you're, you know, running for your fifth term after you're you know, like and you haven't like been in your own country for like the last like whatever, several years and you're getting I don't know, getting like whatever blood infusions from like babies in like Switzerland or whatever. Uh, 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 then don't don't pray the farth prayer inside the Kaaba and don't pray anything on the on the top of the Kaaba, it's not valid. It's not valid. And the next the next the next thing he mentions is what? Is the hammam. A uh, hammam is a bathhouse in the Western imagination, very sensual and very, uh, 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 like, weird, like, almost perverted, homoerotic, uh, 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 like, you know, uh, set of context, c- contextual, like, uh, 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 you know, things come up when a person thinks of the, the bathhouse and the hammam. It's just a place people used to go to take a shower back in the day. I have been to a hammam in the Pind. Uh, it, you know where I studied, where our madrasa was in the in the village, like the night the, the barber had a had basically like a couple of stalls in the back where he had like a water heater that was heated with like wooden a wooden fire, and uh, you know just there's like like 16 showers for like 700 students, so instead of waiting in line for like an hour and a half or whatever, I just go and spend like you know five rupees and take a shower at the hammam you know. Nothing erotic, homo or hetero or otherwise about it. You just go take a shower over there. And it's very clear to see why you wouldn't want to take a shower over there or you wouldn't want to pray over there because, you know, people go to take a bath when they're not so clean. And yeah. that's why you'd want to pray there. Uh, again, like the Mahajat uh, al-Tariq, it's makruh to pray there. Um, although the prayer is valid if you're sure if the place that you prayed in has no najas. And the prayer is definitely invalid if you know that the place that Spot you're praying in is hasn't adjusted in it, but it's not a, it's not a proper place to, it's not a pro- proper place to say your prayers exactly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, then he mentions uh, 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 what, mazbala garbage dump same thing, majzara uh, butcher. Again, uh, even though the blood the 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 spilled blood of a properly slaughtered animal. Uh, 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 um, uh, and the The other The other stuff That comes from inside the animals Not necessarily Najas per se But it's gross So don't pray there uh, Unless you can't escape it Like if you're a butcher And that's what you do all day Then a little bit of it Is like forgiven As long as there's no other Najasat over there But like a person shouldn't You know should, It's better not to pray there And makbaratul uh, mushrikeen Wa uh, him, It is Makroor pray and thee The graveyard of the, of the mushrikeen Here, mushrikeen means any kafir Because even an atheist Is a mushrik. So well, How can he be a mushrik? He doesn't worship anything I'm going to make shirk with Allah Ta'ala His shirk is his own nafs, his own that That he puts himself in a position to dismiss Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala So <sighs> Ali, you like coffee? How about you? Yeah. You like coffee? Sumatra organic. You have to risk like taking my germs, my exotic diseases from Mauritania and (laughs) other places from, but it's good coffee. coffee. It's good. (laughs) Try it. Mm -hmm. Try it. You What does it taste like though? It's 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 good, right? We just I just ground it like. Less than 24 hours ago mm-hmm. I'm not ca- let you right. pass it around whoever wants some can have some inshallah but now you get his diseases too so <laughs> i don't know you know yeah so <laughs> don't you know the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam shifa that the the the, the 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 water that's the water drink from the the vessel of the believer is a shifa <laughs> yeah so khair the uh, uh, <laughs> But, he, but it, it, people who don't want to drink are also excused. You know, it's not like you can't be like, oh, look, you have no iman, you don't want to drink. If you don't want to drink, that's, that was the Prophet would accept that. That's fine. It's not like you even force people. So, uh, uh, so, so the maqbaratul mushrikeen, the maqbaratul mushrikeen, you don't have to drink if you don't want to. It's not like, a, it's not like a, a truth or dare or whatever, you know, yeah, or, a dare, or a test. If you just, if you want something, you can have some. So, uh, 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 I mean, it is good coffee though. It's good coffee. The uh, uh, um, the the mushrikeen. Why? Because that's a place of adab, and because perhaps they're not particular with their with their with their tahara as well. But in general, it's a place of it's a place of adab as well. Even if you know that it's completely clean, like they spray down the whole marble or whatever with a pressure washer, still it's a place of adab. Uh, uh, and so that's why it's not—it's not—it's not a befi- befitting place for those barakat to come down on. Um, rather, the barakat are obstructed because of those people, the adab that they're in. What I see him? And their places of worship—it is makruh to pray in a church. Okay. Now I want you to understand that the word makruh in, in many places where it's connected with ibadat, the word makruh means. Uh, ha, that, that the act is valid But it's is devoid of reward You understand what I'm saying? So You don't have to make it up You won't be punished for missing it Per se But the karaha is enough To make it completely devoid of reward There are three separate issues The bara'at al-dhimma Is the responsibility of the act discharged Yes or no? That's a separate issue The second issue is, is Are you going to get reward for that act? Yes or no? That's a separate issue And the third thing is Is the act going to be accepted? That's a separate issue if allah ta'ala doesn't accept it he can he can give you whatever reward of uh, that, that 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 act has in this world and yawm al-qiyama you're going to be empty handed which is what happens to the kuffar allah ta'ala doesn't accept anything from them so if a kafir is a virtuous person in this world allah ta'ala whatever good they did allah will give them blessings in that Mikhdar. even if that person doesn't receive it in their life their their progeny will receive it Which is really like evolutionarily, you know, it's a good bargain, Dunya for the way the dunya works, right? But Akhira, you'll be high and dry, you'll be up the creek in Mafi Mafi Bad al Haji. Mafi. So the no paddle, right? The uh 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 so that that's you know, those are three separate issues. So I'm not super excited about like all this like people praying Jummah in a church. It's not valid in the Maliki school anyway, but even if you were to, you know, take some inter dispensation because of whatever, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a place where Jum'ah should be pray, prayed. Jummah is a church? Or, or your Salawat. You know, there are a lot of places people pray Jum'ah in a church, man. So what so about like in the basement of a church where there's no crucifixes or anything? Not like in the actual, like there in, like the in, the, in the Not in their yeah, not in the sanctuary. Yeah. I would think it's less, less bad. That's what we used all the time at the university. I, would think, it, it, I would think it's less bad. But yeah, again, it's not befitting that, right? Juma is like the like like tajalli azim of Allah Ta'ala's like rahmah and fadl come down in that place. So you're not going to have that when they have like Ajib blasphemous images and graven images and shirk is happening in that place and things like that. That's that's like, you know, at that point, you, you know, the fuqaha, someone from the fuqaha may opine that the juma is valid, but it's not befitting uh, that it should happen over there, you know? And so, if you're not if you're not practicing a holistic practice of Islam, that's not going to make sense to you. But if you're considering that the laws are there in order to facilitate a a spiritual thing that happens, then uh, um, you know, it, it, then 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 that's uh, that, that that then you're going to consider those things. I mean, you have to think about that type of stuff, right? Uh, the salat is a is a, is a, is an act of worship. Imagine the holy communion, right? Yeah. Imagine the holy communion. They say that the, the the wine is like whatever the blood of Christ, whatever. And they say the bread is his body or whatever. What if like some Christians like, no, it's just bread and wine. We're just gonna eat and drink it. Then it's no, it's the communion, It's no longer holy, nor nor is it any communion. You're just having lunch. You know, you're just having your alcohol, alcohol, alcoholics lunch, right? Uh, that's you know, which is really kind of what it is. But that's what the, the idea is. Like, if a person has been fooled about it then you can excuse them somewhat. If they're not even fooling themselves, then it's just dumb. It's just like dumb on all sides at that point. So try not to let your your salat be like that. The idea is that this is, you know, we believe that the Prophet somebody what he said about about the, the barakat of the salat are true. And uh, uh, we're, not, we're not just like whatever, doing some sort of yoga stretching routine or whatever. Uh, uh, anyway, so there's a lot to talk about there, but we're not gonna talk about any of that. Uh, so go ahead with
1: yeah so the, the
0: the minimum that a man prays in is a piece of cloth the word thob doesn't mean this thing I'm wearing it's people have turned that into that, that that's like that's a like filly that's like a very filly usage of the word thob that's not an cl- Arabic usage of the word thob that's a Philly, basically someone from the hood asked a, like an Arab and they didn't like neither of them communicated with the other very well. So they're like, you know, yo what's that ak and then the Arab is like, yani, "Yani it's it's I don't know, a piece of cloth, right? And then like you know, whatever uh, uh you know Muhammad, you know, Abdul Wahaba Bani Jenkins like thought <laughs> that Tob is the name of the piece of piece of, the article of clothing, whereas it's just means cloth. Okay, so here we just what he says uh, the least that a man can pray in uh, uh, is a, 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 a piece of cloth, uh, uh, like a shirt or a ridah, which is just an unstitched piece of cloth. Uh, 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 and he explains here what diru al-qamisu. That's why the, the big Mauritanian, the thing that the Mauritanians wear, they claim that this is like the traditional dress of the like, ancient Yemeni highlanders that are their forefathers or whatever. Um, it's essentially like three thobes worth of cloth in the Philly sense. Uh, 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 right? Uh, it's like three of them stitched together to make a big poncho. And there's like a cutout for the neck and it's open on the sides. And you like, wear it kind of like a like Mauritanian sari basically. Uh, uh, you have to kind of like hold it together. The OG, like old school Bedouins, they don't wear nothing underneath it. Uh, um, but then like nowadays, you know, people wear a, 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 a sirwal that wear like whatever traditional Bedouin capri pants, uh, uh <laughs> and like possibly a shirt, uh, uh, underneath it. Inshallah, when the weather gets better, I'll start wearing my dira'a again. Uh, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so that's, dira'a dira means what? means qamisu, dir'u al-qamisu, go ahead.
1: وَيُكْرَهُ أَن يُصَلِّ بِثَوْبٍ لَيْسَ عَلَىٰ أَكْتَافِهِ مِنْهُ شَيْءٌ فَإِن فَعَلَىٰ لَمْ يُعِدِ
0: Okay, so, and so he says, makroor to pray. So a person's nakedness is from their navel to their knees. Uh, in As a usuli issue, the maliki madhab picks the usuli position that the ghayat are not dakhil fil hudud. So, your navel is not part of your aura, nor are your knees part of your aura, but they start after them. Uh, um, but uh, and that's your aura khafifa, and the aura galidah is the actual private parts, front and back. Um, but the point is, he's saying, like, if you just have one piece of cloth, or if you just pray in one piece of cloth, like someone's like, oh, look, I just. We're in the fiqhi hukum, so I took this one piece of cloth and wrapped it around between my navel and my knees, and I'm walking around, you know, like. Islander, you know, uh, 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 without without a shirt on or whatever, um, he's it's makruh to do that. Unless you have no choice. So there is this like there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which a man wanted to get married, and he uh, he had uh, like basically, he he had only one piece of cloth, which was between his navel and his knees, uh, or barely even that if that. And so the Rasul said, do you have anything for a mahar? He says, nothing. He goes, don't you have even another piece of cloth? He goes, this is all I own. And so he asked a woman if she wanted to marry him. Um, And as mahar, he would teach her some part of the Quran. And so she assented. She said, yes. Um, Someone came to me and wanted to marry my daughter. I'd probably be like, "Eh, I don't know. But, like you know, those were people that was their circumstance, and they're sincere in it. But at any rate, coming back to this issue, if you're in that situation that that's all you own, then one would hope that the Karaha wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be so much. Uh, but you know, for us, we have the means to cover up. Uh, this is something if you look in traditional Muslim societies, there is no traditional Muslim society I've seen. Except for the men, will cover what the women are obligated to cover. That the only thing you'll see in the traditional dress of most Muslim societies, except for like a laborer who's actually doing labor, while they're doing labor, is that they'll have everything covered except for their face and their hands. Their heads will always be covered. You won't see people walking around in short sleeves or, you know, with their like cl- clothes hiked up so high or whatever. Uh, so he's mentioning this. He says that that. <clears throat> If you only have, he's, he said that if you, it's, he, he's cautioning you just because it's the bare minimum doesn't mean that you should just wrap something around your, your midsection and then pray without a shirt on. It's makruh It will sap the, 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 the reward of your prayer. So put something on on the aktaf The aktaf is the shoulders. Put something on the shoulders to the point where the, you know, people, they, they, I've seen this written in a Shafi'i once that even if all you can find is a piece of rope to put on your shoulders, then cover yourself. Um, the idea is that obviously not, all of us can find something more than a rope. Mashallah. Alawi um, like has like, mashallah, he looks like he's ready to be like professor of like medicine in the Ottoman Empire or whatever, you know, like all of us can do better. So just just do that, you know? Don't be like, oh, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I read fic, right? Um, like go ahead.
1: وَأَقَلُّ مَا يُجْزِئُ الْمَرْأَةَ مِنَ الْلِبَاسِ فِي الصَّلَاةِ الدِّرُعُ الْحَصِيفُ السَّابِغُ الَّذِي يَسْتُرُ غُهُورًا قَدَمَيْهَا وَخِمَارٌ تَتَقَنَّعُ بِهِ وَتُبَاشِرُ بِكَفَّيْهَا بِكَفَّيْهَا الْأَرْضَ فِي السُّجُودِ مِثْلَ الرَّجُلِ
0: Yeah. So, uh, 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 the, the minimum that a woman has to pray in is a shirt. دِرْعُ الْخَصِيف that a shirt which is heavy enough, thick enough, that you can't see through it. And uh, loose enough that it doesn't describe the contours of the body. Uh, don't think about it too much, young men. Uh, um, so if a woman does that, the prayer is it's valid. But it's not it's 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 it's, it's as if she's sapped the, the reward of her prayer. And unfortunately women's clothes are extremely fitted, men's clothes are extremely fitted. This is something I get into with people from time to time. People say, Oh, if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was alive today he'd wear like a suit Like I I don't know how a person can say that because given the fact that Rasulullah sunnah is itself a form of wahi. I don't know how people can very you know even though something may they seem be seem relatively assured in what they're saying but still a person should have a little bit of uh, fear before opening their mouth about stuff like that. Um no. Actually the fuqaha they consider uh even for a man the the thing that uh yasif al Aura to be makruh. So whatever that you can see the 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 shape the the outline or the silhouette of the aura through it uh that's makru which is you know a lot of pants out there uh so when i you know when i actually wear pants for like work or for some odd reason that i have to which is not a whole lot but like i used to teach english when i was Studying and things like that. So, like, I showed up for work the first day in Thob and I was politely told by my like hyper secularist Arab boss that, like, don't ever do this again. Uh, so, uh, uh, um, you know, I just go to like buy some ridiculous, like, oversized pair of pants and then buy a belt, basically wear it like a sirwal, and then you wear like a long shirt that you don't tuck in afterward you get away with something for having an American passport, Alhamdulillah, you know, maybe like our, some of our brothers and sisters couldn't get away with, you get something, you know, even though I'm not like, you know, eh, we're not really Americans to them or these guys or those guys, but you get away with something because you have the paperwork. So, um, but yeah, so think about that. Like when you buy your, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, oh, look, pants, haram. I'm just saying if you're going to wear pants and things like that, you're like, going to dress up like no immigrant. I'm, you know, whatever. That's fine. Good, good for you. Don't dress up like an immigrant. Uh, uh, but like, you know, just don't buy these kind of like these these tight pants that that the words for which are very not politically correct. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, just buy loose 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 pants. Like, cause it's you know people from traditional Muslim cultures wear pants too, but like the crotch of the pants is much lower. It would look awkward, and by to a lot of people, you look like you look at even the Turks. They have the The the, the clothes that they're whatever the Mahmoud Effendi's marids wear. I mean, they wear essentially suits with like a really long... The jubba is essentially just a really long coat and the pants are really baggy or whatever. So just get get something a little bit baggier. But anyway, for the sisters, it's also... I guess in the old days, the men didn't used to do it because it was like not manly. Uh, And it's still not manly, but now men are not really into manliness anymore. They like uh, ask each other what beard cream they use or... Talk about their favorite apricot scrub or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure there's going to be like five guys that are going to be, oh my gosh, you made fun of apricot scrub, man. There's not, uh, uh, the prophet of some views here. You wouldn't have made fun of apricot scrub. Like, you know, like, and then they're never going to, like, talk to me again. And then they're going to start badgering me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. So I don't know. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, I'm just telling the hookum at any rate, objectively speaking, that you're. They used to have to say this to the women because their form is beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. whereas a man <laughs> wants to see him, this. Does not, yeah. Uh, the The Greeks used to think that the ideal, like aesthetic ideal, is like the 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 male body. Which explains why, like you know, there was such a preponderance of like sodomy and pederasty amongst them, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, we don't belong to that civilization. Those of our people who have like strayed in that direction have indeed strayed far from the path. Alam. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So this is this admonition is for the men and the women. But there was a time that people understood that it only made sense to give it to the women. Now the men can take it as well. So the the khasif, hasif that it shouldn't be see through. Nor should it describe the, uh, nor should it describe the, the, the silhouette or the contour of the body of a woman. Sabir, um, uh, and it should cover everything; it shouldn't have any holes in it. Alati that that, that such a shirt that covers all the way to the tops of her feet. So the the aura of a woman is everything except for her face and her hands. Uh, according to the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, the Hanafi is exempt from that, defeat for whatever reasoning they have, you can go and ask them. It's, I think, a rational exemption, but the Maliki say, no, even the tops of her feet are aura. Are uh, so one way of dealing with that is that the dress should go touch to the ground so the feet are covered. The soles, the bottoms of the, the soles of the feet are not, but the tops of the feet are. Or then socks and things like that, you can use that as well if you wish to. Uh, but uh, uh, the ideal is that they should be covered by the, 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 the cloth as well. Uh, so one is a, 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 a shirt that covers everything, uh, except and goes to the wrist, everything except for her hands and include, but it doesn't cover her hands, but it doesn't cover the top, tops of her feet. Wahi. Uh, uh, and a khimar, what is a khimar? A khimar is like an article of clothing, which is like covers the head, but it's like a cloak, it drapes down long enough that uh, um, it drapes down long enough that it covers over like wherever the opening in the neck and things like that is. So the the, the, the thing with the khimar is what? Is it, it, it can cover her hands, but it, her hands can still touch the ground. You understand what I'm saying? The hands are part of the sajj that they should touch the ground. Uh, um. So funny story about Khimar And then we can wrap up that One time One time I was in, in the Emirates And the patan cab driver got cut off By an Emirati Going like a million miles an hour In a Land Cruiser uh, uh, Lexus Like the Lexus 4x4 or whatever And so he started yelling <laughs> It's obviously not the same thing we're talking about here Anyway. Yeah. Any qua any questions?